Greetings and welcome back everybody to another episode of Make Disciple Makers, where we seek to teach and obey all Jesus commanded. My name is Alec, and I am gathered together with my friends and co-workers. I'm Ryan. Brooke. Laura Brooke. Laura Brooke. Laura Brooke. LB. And on this day of recording, um, something very significant has happened in Brooke's life. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, would you care to share what, what has just transpired in the last hours um, on national television? Yes. I was on The Price is Right. Wow. As a yeah. contestant? <laughs> yeah. As a contestant. Come on down. Yeah. It was the craziest day of my life. Ryan doesn't know what I won, so I'm not going to disclose it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. She did win some things, though. We can't confirm. Um, so fun things happening in our lives. We just had Thanksgiving not long ago at time of recording and Christmas is coming up. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm just eating like plants and stuff right now too. (gasps) That's That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Plants only. Yeah. You can be super healthy like Tom Brady. Reverse, like reverse aging kind of stuff. Playing QB at 80. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, uh, in, in regard to, uh, Christmas coming up and that sort of thing, um, We're going to take up a topic that we're all passionate about, but Ryan in particular has been thinking with Christmas coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, our parents and students have a great opportunity to invest in their own relationship with the Lord during this Christmas time. Yes. And one of the ways in which they could do that is to get a new Bible. Yes. So we thought that we would um, talk just a bit about Bibles in general um, and some of the different translations and then talk about some of the different like editions like study Bibles and stuff that we mm-hmm. use and we would recommend. So uh, the first thing I guess to say is this, uh, is that we want you to read your Bible. Retweet. Um, read it. Mm. We know uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. Mm. So we know that the scripture is breathed out by God. Um, and so what we have in the scriptures, um, in our English translations, if you're an English speaker, uh, we have a translation from the original Hebrew in the Old Testament, a little bit of Aramaic in the Old Testament, and the Greek in the New Testament. So we believe that um, in the original documents of the scripture, that we have the very word of God, that the Holy Spirit inspired the authors to write down exactly what he wanted them to write down through their own personality, mm-hmm. um, different genres spanning all, many different years, different circumstances, different types of literature, uh, but all guided by one author, that is the Holy Spirit. So yeah. we have God's very word. Now, what we have in the translations, and we'll talk about the different ones, um, is a, a translation from the original language to the language that we speak. So we have very accurate and reliable translations mm-hmm. of the original text of Scripture so that we can be confident that when we read our English versions of the Bible, it is still the very Word of God. Yeah. We can be confident in that, um, and, and that's what we believe. So we'll talk a little bit about the different um, translations and different ideas. There are a couple uh, they're sort of on this axis that many people will will talk about. They'll say that these translations are either 
more word-for-word translations, or they'll talk about them as more thought-for-thought translations. Um, And this isn't maybe super fair uh, in in the way that they do it, but the the idea is that um, we want to take... The, the each word and translate it into our language and then though because languages are different you have to change up the order of the words and and, the, right. and you have to make sentences make sense um so th- there's a kind of a a different continuum of either more word for word or more thought for thought Traditionally, it's thought that the more thought for thought translations are a little more easy to read um, whereas the word for word might be a little more choppy and difficult to understand. That's not always the case, but that's typically the way, the way that it goes. Um, so some translations that you might have heard of or that you should look into uh, that would lean more on the word for word side of things would be um, one called the New American Standard Bible, the NASB, Um, or the English Standard Version, the ESV, Mm -hmm. which is what uh, our church uh, preaches from. That's Mm -hmm. what you'll hear, um, and typically you'll hear us whenever we quote verses or or talk about it. We're Mm -hmm. we're thinking more, um, we're reading from the ESV. Um, And then more of the, um, on the other side, more of the thought for thought would be some translations like the New Living Translation, which we like as a thought for thought, Mm -hmm. or the NIV, the New International Version is more of thought for thought as well. So um, give me some thoughts on on what what you guys do as far as translations go. Do you read Mm -hmm. from multiple translations? How should we think about all the different options that are out there? Everybody's thinking it, and I just have to ask it. Um, what What is the message? Oh. What is that? That would be, uh, we would put that in an altogether different category. Um, we would say that that is a paraphrase. Ah. Mm. Okay, so that's more, We would. We, this is more of uh, Eugene Peterson, who's the author. This would be more his commentary, or, you know, and he says it himself. He doesn't think of it as a translation. Right. He, he says... If we were going to try and put uh, like l- today's language and s- almost slang into, uh, and, and it would have been how they would have read it, here's what I think it would have been like. It's kind of his thoughts um, and taking some of those concepts and making them in today. We would call mm-hmm. that a paraphrase and not a formal translation. translation. Right. So, so, we would, make so a would you, there. do you think with that, if I'm only reading from the message, do you think that's best? I I definitely wouldn't think it's best. I think it's fine for devotional use. Uh, it can be good to kind of reference to say like, okay, I, here's here's maybe a way to understand it. Uh, but because it's not a, a necessarily a translation where they've you know taken the original language, there's been a, a committee of people that have read over it and and kind of put their stamp of approval on. Here's what these words mean, etc. It's probably not best for that to be your steady diet. Uh, but to kind of go back to it and, and reference it, I think is, is totally fine. And we all do that, I think, from time to time. So totally. Those are my awesome. thoughts. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, good what question. was the original question you asked? What translations we use? What, how do you guys go about using different translations? Do you have one as your primary, and then do you use the other ones? What, do, what, do you, what are your practices? I grew up uh, studying NIV. Mm-hmm. That's what I had until probably college, and then... I now use ESV, 
primarily, and I have the ESV study Bible, but I have my journaling ESV one that I like to make notes in and mark up, and then my study Bible I don't touch, Mm -hmm. as in I don't make lines. Yeah, and that you sort don't of thing. Yeah. I do not yeah. make my comments, uh, but I think it's definitely helpful, especially in you know preparing a sermon or just teaching a lesson and looking at a lot of different translations, which is really helpful when we have computers and phones that can offer that even side by side. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. super helpful. What yeah. about you, Ryan? Um, I'm the same way. I love the ESV. I love my ESV study Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually go from ESV straight to NLT. Mm-hmm. And just like Alec was saying, those are on basically the opposite ends of the spectrum from word for word to thought for thought. Um, but I love it because I do believe that the NLT is faithful to the original text. I think they do a great job. It also gives me a different perspective on it, and it's going to use uh, some different words that, and I'm not going, oh, this verse is right in the ESV, but this verse is right in the NLT. No, 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 they're, they're both faithful to the original text, but it gives me a greater picture, mm-hmm. just like multiple faces on the diamond, I get, a, I get a more full picture of what God's word is saying. And so I, I really, those are my main two that yeah. I use, I love them. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Um, ESV primarily, that's what we teach and preach from here. So that And then that's just sort of what I've used for a while. I think the first Bible I ever had was an NLT. Mm. Uh, I think it was a life application uh, like for teens or something. Like when I first became <laughs> yeah. a Christian at like 13 or 14. I Those are great. I know. I think that was the first one that I got, and it was it was awesome. But now we use the, the ESV uh, primarily. That's what I read from and study from. Um, but I'll, I'll use all kinds of different kinds. Maybe let's just let's just list out some of them like that we would say are, are good. CSB. The CSB is mm-hmm. sort of a new translation. It came out in 2017 from the people at Holman. That's really good. That's the Christian Standard Bible. That was a revision of the HCSB, if you've heard of that one as well. Yeah. Uh, so we got the ESV. We have the CSB. You mentioned the NIV. I see net. Uh-huh. On your shelf. Yeah, the Net Bible is good. That's another new one that uh, kind of is a conglomeration of all the different kinds kind of put together. They okay. have a lot of a lot of study notes that are good. I mentioned the New American Standard earlier. Yes. That's uh, faithful and reliable. Um, and we've said the NLT as well. There's six that we've just named. Um, are there any other ones that we would say? You have Ye Old King James, mm. uh, which is has been a faithful text since 1611 wow. people yeah that like the king james bible has really shaped the english language in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but the esv interestingly they would say they're in the stream of the king james uh they've kind of taken the king james and revised it so um we're sort of in that trajectory as far as you know as far as it goes the king james is outdated in a lot of its language though it's good it's good i think it's a good practice to familiarize ourselves with the king james because there's so much uh just in everyday life so many people like know that as their bible that it's good for us to maybe know yeah because they quoted they quote some verses in king james and so it's it's good to know that but they also made the new king james which is a little easier to read Mm -hmm. still also Faithful to the original text, yeah. uh, which is good too. So yeah, New King James is great. Yeah. 
So there's all kinds of different options. I think we would all advise to pick one primary translation. Yeah. And probably uh, that would be whichever one your church primarily uses and preaches from, I think is best for you to have that one so you can follow along in church during the, the sermons. You can bring an actual physical Bible to uh, to church and follow along. Put your finger right yes. there on the verse where they're going verse by verse through the text of Scripture. So that's probably, that's probably best to use that, kind of memorize Scripture in one translation, just kind of have that in your mind. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's probably best. So we would suggest that for us here at Chamber Forest, for sure, that be in the ESV. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what we do. That's what we use. Okay, so let's now talk about some of the features of different Bibles, okay? Um, I'm talking about study Bibles. I'm talking about reference Bibles, that sort of stuff. You guys have said kind of what you use already. What do you love most about your study Bibles, and how do you use them? First, let me say, any study Bible that we pick up will have, it's going to have commentary. That's kind of the point of the study Bible, Um, and they're all going to have some form of bias, okay? Any kind of any kind of uh, study or commentary that we're going to read is going to be coming from a different perspective. So, anytime you pick up any sort of study Bible or a commentary, you got to know that it's going to be from a different perspective. People are going to be looking at it from different ways, um, and so we need to know that when we pick it up and not automatically trust 100% of what every comment yeah. says. And bias doesn't necessarily mean bad. Not a right. negative yeah. thing. Right. No. We all come to the text with our with different biases and mm-hmm. uh, presuppositions yes. uh, for what what we think. So what would you what do you guys use? What do you think it's is best um, some of the best study bibles out there that you guys have have used or heard about? Well, so I said I use the ESV study Bible. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I love the few, you know, pages before each book that talks mm-hmm. about, I mean, it really lays out the context for you, which is so important mm-hmm. that we know and talks about dates and the author or who the author is speculated to be, what was going on at that time in the world, um, even like key verses and the purpose of the book. The fact that this is, you know, how it fits in, uh, like, uh, literarily mm-hmm. help. Yeah. Like, the literary features yes. of it. Thank uh-huh. you. Like, this is a letter. That's important to know, yeah. you know, yeah. before you start reading something um, and that kind of thing, which is so helpful, and you don't get that. if, Like, in my journaling Bible, I don't get that. It just mm-hmm. goes straight into the text. So I think that's super helpful. And then just, I mean countless comments at the bottom of every verse and even it helps break down each section of saying this is what Paul is talking about here you know that kind of thing that even looking into specific words that I would not know that about the word if I didn't get to read that Mm -hmm. and I probably wouldn't have gone to look it up or you know maybe Wikipedia would have told me something that wasn't very Mm-hmm. reliable, yeah. but knowing, oh, that's where that comes from, and that's what it dates back to, mm-hmm. and even making connections to other books of the Bible that's important that we look at the Bible as a whole and not just chopped up little bits. Um, that helps. My study Bible helps me to do that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Just like I said earlier as well, I use the ESV study Bible, um, and you know, it usually has a scripture on top, commentary on the bottom, and commentary it just being... It's explaining what uh, the author intends to mean in that verse because 
And I'll be honest, I'll be reading a passage and I'm going, I have, what is he talking Mm -hmm. about? Or it's, I think I know what he's saying, but it could be like two different things that Mm -hmm. could take it a different way. And first, uh, we want to rely on on the Holy Spirit to guide us and and to reveal truth to us. But it's also nice to kind of look down (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. see, okay, what did verse 27 say? Uh, So that's just so helpful. Also, some of the pictures... um, uh, some of the artifacts is really cool to see. You know, I, I never knew what, you know, the, the tent layout of the temple looked right. like, right? The tabernacle. And, yeah, and it yeah. made, you know, when the curtain tore, um, when Jesus died, you know, like it just makes it come to life so much more. Um, but I also love my other one, and you mentioned this earlier, is the Life Application Study Bible. Mm-hmm. And they make that one in all different kinds of translations. I specifically have it in the... Uh, NLT. And the reason why I like this is the commentary of this study Bible, it it has regular kind of commentary, but towards the end, um, it it makes it very personable or applicable to your life. And so here's an example. Um, This is on Luke chapter 5, verse 24, and it talks about the forgiveness of sins, because that's what that verse is talking about. And then towards the end, it says this, Believers are so forgiven that in God's eyes, it's as if they have not sinned. Do you carry a heavy burden for your sins that you've committed? Confess all to Christ and receive ultimate forgiveness. And that just takes it one step further and making it that much more real and connecting it that much more to my heart so that I can live that out in my life. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. What about you all? Um, I use the ESC Study Bible primarily. I mean, like... It's it's so it's so good. I, I would say that it's probably the single best one volume work of Bible commentary there is. Um, and I and I would say that it's the most kind of um, like it represents the full sh- like kind of gamut of scholarship. And uh, any any translation, they get groups of scholars together uh, to to do the translation. And this is sort of the same thing, but as far as commentary, they have people from mm-hmm. all different types of scholarship and background that have put in the work to provide this commentary. So I think it's some of the best stuff. Um, Tell me, you're the one that got me on this. Uh-huh. Tell them about the online oh, yeah. like package because I've been using that ever since and found that super helpful. Yeah, um, on, on ESV.org, uh, Crossway does a thing that's like a subscription service that's like, I think, $40 mm-hmm. a year or something. Yeah. And you get online access to the ESV Study Bible and a lot of their other resources as well. Uh, they they do some different stuff like an archaeology study Bible. Um, a expository. L- an expository commentary. Uh, a, a literary study Bible, all these different yeah. types that you get access to for 40 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really easy to use and, and super helpful as well. So um, that would be that, that that would be a good option um, for you to, to take up as well. There's yeah. some other ones like uh, my wife reads the CSB um, she reads Truth Bible. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, and uh, is kind of aesthetically pleasing, and yeah. you know, it's just really nicely laid out. It's easy and kind of fun to read, almost. Right. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different 
types of Bibles where there's wide margins so you can write on it. And, and, and journaling Bibles like Brooke you use where mm-hmm. you can write in the, uh, on the outsides and, and that sort of stuff. All of that is good uh, to kind of look into for you to pick kind of what, what Bible you like. Um, for sure. One of the last things that I, that I wanted to say just about Bibles and the usage of it is the um, cross-references. So if you, have a, if you have a reference Bible, and most that are made today are going to be reference Bibles. There's some that are text only. There are even some called reader's editions that mm. don't have any verse numbers or chapter numbers, which is interesting yeah. and makes for a different reading experience Reads as like well. Reads like a book. It's like just like a book, book yeah. like a, it, which is really cool. I have some of those yeah. that, I, that I like to read. Um, but the uh, cross-references can be very, very helpful. So even if you don't have a study Bible, if you have a reference Bible, there's m- so much information you could you could spend, I mean, hours upon hours digging through cross-references. And usually what that means is you, you'll be reading a, a verse and there will be, um, you know, there will be a, a little letter or a number and then there will be a corresponding, that letter or number will have other verses there mm-hmm. that relate to in some way wherever that cross-reference is. And there are different, um, in, in the beginning of the ESV and probably other ones, there's an explanation of features of the cross-reference system. So it'll tell you kind of what it's doing, why it's doing it, and uh, how those things are related. So. Right. Um, you know, you can, you, and it'll tell you like when other verses are cited other places and, and all kinds of stuff that can be really helpful. So you can see like, oh, okay. Uh, Paul also talks about this in his other letter. You know, he talks about living a life worthy of the gospel in Ephesians, uh, but he also uses that same phrase in Philippians one. Okay. So we can, we can then kind of go back and forth and see, uh, where these things are repeated or where it's talked about in other places in Scripture as well. And it can really kind of deepen our understanding of the breadth of Scripture. Because we said earlier, that there's one author, the Holy Spirit, so we should expect to see different themes and phrases and things from Genesis 1 all the way to the right. end of Revelation yeah. as well. And the cross-reference system is a really good way to do that. Nobody ever really told me to use the cross-references until I kind of figured it out on my own, like, not very long ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's been really good to, to dig into those um, as I'm studying Scripture as well. So I wanted to, I wanted to mention and I, that. And I love reading something like, like right now our church is going through the book of Luke, a chapter a day, mm-hmm. up to Christmas Day. And it's so cool when I, when I look at the cross-reference to see something that's connected back in the Old Testament. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what he meant, uh-huh. right? You know, and it's just, it makes the Bible come to life so much more and it ties it all together. Uh, and it's just a beautiful thing to see and, yeah. and to read. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So we would suggest uh, getting a, a ESV study Bible primarily or um, any number of other ones. John MacArthur study Bibles are, are typically reliable. Um, I might not agree with everything in the commentary, but it's a it's a good one as well. Zondervan, uh, the Zon- makes yeah, a good NIV uh, Zondervan study Bible. D. A. Carson's yep. the editor there. Um, there's so many good and, and reliable. Um, you know, commentaries and study Bibles that, that we think can take you to the next level in your understanding of Scripture. Ultimately, yeah. 
God has revealed himself to us through his word, and that's how we know him and love him and commune with him. The Holy Spirit inspired these words, so we should expect the Spirit to meet us uh, in, in his word. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we grow in our, in our relationship, our knowledge, our love for God mm-hmm. is in his word. And so we're passionate about it, and we want you to be as well. So, um, okay, you convinced me. I want to go out and get an ESV study Bible. I want to get a CSB, Shearage Truth Bible. Where should I go to get said Bible? Amazon. Amazon.com. Pretty much has everything. That's true. Do they have, they have books? Uh-huh. They have things. Yeah. That, yeah. That's where I got my study Bible, actually. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's all pretty on the outside, but even better content on the inside. Um, I don't, I mean, lifeway.com since they yeah. don't have stores anymore. They, and they usually run, especially if you get the Lifeway app, they usually run really good discounts and yeah. coupons. Um, especially around Christmas now. Yes. Yeah. Like 25. I, I used one one time for 40%. Come on. You know I mean? That's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say probably, uh, christianbook.com. Mm-hmm. They must have been one of the first ones. Yeah, that was definitely mid nineties. Uh, Christianbook.com has great deals. Yeah. Um, also, bundle deals if you're looking to get more than one mm-hmm. uh, Bible. So uh, yeah, yeah, those are usually the two that I look yeah, at. Yeah, I like Christian Book a lot. And then um, Crossway, like their right. own website, they're the publisher of the ESV. They're going to have all those different options. You can look at all the stuff that they have. And then kind of price match and see mm-hmm. what you know what they what they have. Yes, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. You know it what does. I'm saying? Like, really though, whatever age or life stage you're in, you won't reg- like regret investing in a study Bible now. Like that will never be. A it will not be <laughs> a part of your garage sale <laughs> next no, year. No. You know, I mean, yeah. this is the eternal word of God. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, this has been fun. Uh, good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions about anything we talked about or you want to know more about different translations or what study Bibles to use, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And uh, parents, what a what a gift for your for your students and your your kiddos this this Christmas would be a, a new a new Bible that they can read and cherish for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. Amen. Any closing comments? That's it. Fantastic. Just do it. Read your Bible, everybody. All scripture is breathed out by God. Um, we love you, and we shall see you next time. Adios. Bye. Bye.